How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. This jerky is too good. You got to give me a second. It's <laughs> really good shit. Here, Hannah Claire, you read it. Okay. Hi. Um, okay. So the Daily Mail says uh, risks of long COVID have been, quote, greatly exaggerated. Major global study finds. And I, for one, am not shocked, but I'm sure our viewers at home are, you know, similarly on the same wavelength. Long COVID seemed like the strangest uh, please stay inside no matter what straw man argument. I mean, what was it that the... That the it's bullshit. I'm just filibustering until Tim stops chewing. <laughs> uh, it's bullshit. It's a psyop. It's bullshit. I mean, there's a lot of theories as to what it is, but I'm not surprised to find out that the whole thing was exaggerated. And what was likely happening was that somebody would get some kind of cell chronic illness. Maybe they were eating a bunch of ho-hos and ding-dongs and shoving fucking Krispy Kremes down their gullet. And then they were like, man, I just feel like shit all the time. And it's like, dude, you've got no vitamin D. You're not exercising and you're eating horse shit. No wonder you feel like crap. And it was an ex easy excuse to be like, but I'm suffering from long COVID. <laughs> now, some people probably do. Some people probably have lingering symptoms and stuff. I'm not saying that, that that's not true. I'm saying a lot of the people that were coming out were just talking shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People are just not healthy. People need to get healthy. I think. I'm kind of thankful the pandemic happened because it forced me to look at myself and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not in the best shape. I'm not eating too good. I saw that the disease was inflicting mostly old and fat people. I'm not old, but I was on the borderline of being fat. So I decided to turn my uh, life around and kind of just, you know, take control of my health. And a lot of people need to do that. I think look, look, look at this one. Look at this one. This, this was linked to it. This is from July. Long vax, they call it. That when you get the vaccine, you get debilitating symptoms from the vaccine that lasts a long time resembling long COVID. It fucking is long COVID, dude. <laughs> no, the vaccine is good. We like the vaccine. Everyone should get 12 of them. That's what I was going to say. A lot of people were saying that long COVID was actually just extended symptoms as a result of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And Harvard and Yale came out and said that several months ago. And everyone, every, it's like every single time. This is the funny thing. Like some people nail these conspiracy theories so quickly. It's mind blowing. You know, they're like. When myocarditis first appeared, people were like, it's the vax. And I'm like, well, I'll slow down there, everybody. And then it's like, CDC says the vaccine can cause myocarditis. And I'm like, damn. They were saying it'll cause myocarditis, but it's still ultimately worth taking, which I found yeah. very <laughs> funny, especially when initially they thought it was just young men between a certain age and then the age group got bigger and bigger and mm -hmm. then it kind of grew. Uh, the CDC was like, well, it's okay. I mean, ultimately the vaccine is worth it even if young men die. I think that's kind of crazy. Uh, I've always wondered it's for the with long, greater good. yeah, it's for the greater good. Don't question us. Uh, I've always wondered if long COVID is actually part of uh, a more hypochondriac um, hyper, society. Like people are already looking to feel sick in some way, so yes. COVID just fills mm -hmm. that void where they feel probably. I mean, like you're saying, they're not empowered enough to maybe take. Uh, charge of their health or because it's, you know, challenging to get doctors to believe you when you have symptoms. So they just blame everything on long COVID. Um, I, I love the conspiracy theory that what they actually did was like one in every 20 shots was sterilization and 19 of 20. So it's like 19 of the shots were saline. So it's like, oh, here's your vaccine. They give you a shot and it's nothing. Mm -hmm. But then one in 20 got the one that sterilizes you. Population <laughs> reduction. <laughs> Wow. But I mean, like the problem with these conspiracy theories is like there's no evidence suggesting that would be true. It's just someone wanting it to be true. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they wish that Bill Gates was actually that that crazy. Like Bill Gates is crazy, but he's like very overt about what he does. 
You know, he comes out yeah. and he's like, we want to reduce the global population by stopping people from having kids. And it's like, okay. Because he believes in it. I mean, this is part of his moral hierarchy. So he doesn't think he's wrong. Why would he hide it? You, if you if you know you're doing something wrong, then you hide it, right? Uh, the sterilization stuff is always interesting because, I mean, especially I knew a lot of women who had qualms about getting the vaccine. They weren't sure what the long-term implications were. It wasn't thoroughly studied. Uh, they, a lot of the, the control groups didn't include pregnant or pregnant women or nursing mm -hmm. moms. And so the fact that so much of the media levied their their concern their their real fears against them and said you know you're part of the problem if you think hey maybe i want more data on this is kind of disgusting and i think it breeds another level of mistrust in in the medical system that you know probably was already there because people are dissatisfied in so many ways but how could you look at your doctor now who maybe pressured you or gave you a hard time for not getting a vaccine mm -hmm. and look at this study and say, oh, I'm definitely going to take your medical advice now. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a study, man. I, I believe the science. So the study says it, you know, I'm going to I'm just going to stand here on the street corner and say it. So I but not all doctors read every study. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just a gamble. You don't know which one you're going to get when they get there. And we don't know when the information come out. I think that was the hard thing because people who were skeptical of the COVID vaccine immediately became crazy anti-vaxxers which is not true. You mean, you mean science deniers? That's true. I mean, I've never really believed in science. I think it's all actually magic. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh. My one very anti-scientific opinion, I guess, is that dinosaurs probably didn't happen. <gasps> Explain this to me. I can't. I what just, about the bones? What are the, what are the bones in the museum? Well, so are they fake? They, the, the bones in the museum are fake, okay. yes. Um, but... We only found them like I don't know 150 years ago. Like, mm -hmm. how how real is that? Well, no, no, no. We we definitely found them prior. We just people said that they were the bones of giants. They said they were the bones that proved the Nephilim, et cetera, things like that. I'm more inclined to believe that than dinosaurs. Well, I got a dinosaur bone downstairs. Really? <clears throat> yeah. But how do you know? Because I bought it from a guy. One? Yeah. I walked into a store exactly. and a guy was like, how "See that?" Know? And I was like, "What's that?" And he goes, "It's a dinosaur bone." And I was like, "No shit." And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I'll take it." <laughs> cost me a thousand dollars. Okay. That's how I know it's real because yeah. it because you spend money on it. No, in, in, all, in all reality, it has like a certification. But that doesn't mean the people certified are telling you the truth. But um, mm. I've got, uh, I don't know, dinosaurs are real. Can they, can't they carbon date that because it's a living tissue so they could carbon date the bones? Or do, I don't know, do they man. fossilize? I don't know. I don't know. But I, what I can tell you is T. Rhinos, the dinosaurs had feathers. Yeah. You just look at it, look at it, look at a featherless chicken. You're going to be like, that's a motherfucking T-Rex. Okay. Yeah. My mm. question is, are dragons actually dinosaurs? Like when mythology talks about dragons, are right. those actually related yeah. to what science has classified as dinosaurs? That was the other thing I was going to say. Like they would, they used, they probably saw those. They probably found some, I'm sure. And this, look, these is evidence of dragons. There's no way there's mm. no dragons. Look at these giant bones. Right. Look at these crazy teeth. That's, that's what I would think, you know. But. Like I'm willing to give you dinosaurs if you give everyone else drag. That makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll take dragons. Why would so many cultures have their own forms of dragons right. if they weren't real, yes. but that yeah. for whatever reason, no one ever discovers dragon the bones? The idea that like an asteroid, I Andy guess, so hit one side of, of the earth <laughs> and then just killed all the dinosaurs never really Except sat Except for the ones that me. flew away because they were dragons. <laughs> yeah, true. You don't know where they are now. I'm going to teach science classes we're at Tincast University. problems right now. <laughs> What's your take, Andy? Do you believe in dinosaurs or dragons or both? Um... Well, I what what I am surprised when you say you you th you think the dinosaur bones in museums are fake fake in what well, way? Well, no, they're literally like not bones. Like they're they're just plaster cast. Uh, yeah, they're like reconstructions of bones. Right. So the bones that a they lot of them put yeah. on display are not actual bones. A lot of a lot of that. places just show display models. They don't actually show real. But, but you can go to a place and you look at real bones. Well, there yeah, are maybe places that do have that. real ones though. But you are think there? all of them are fake? I, I I just look at this dude. I choose to believe the dinosaurs <laughs> look at this never picture. happened. <laughs> <laughs> but why would we look at this picture? <laughs> it's a featherless rooster. Wait, are you serious? That's what they look like? Yeah, yeah see it's, feathers. See, it's, this, this see is what became. They didn't go anywhere. They just became these things. Right. So T Rex arm. We'll yeah, be, the, so the, the little arms. We really conquered these things, man. <laughs> and they, and the thing is, with all the feathers, their wings look very, very different. But when they pull their pull them out, they're like hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like little T Rex, dude. I think uh, the Lambert Four Time that movie series is just big paleo propaganda you for mean, children. Oh, <laughs> produced paleo. by big science. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny, dude. Yeah, but like in people, the people like Tim knows this. I'm sure like chickens kill mice. They they eat oh, yeah. things. They're yeah. not. There are people think oh they just they're like chickens and they're like it's like 
No, bro, if, they get if, down. They'll eat each if, other, if, bro. If there They're was crazy. like a, a, a twelve foot tall chicken, you would be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> this guy yeah. looks inside yeah. out, bro. That's, they that's would the best eat, description. They would chicken. mutilate your dude. Yeah. They're crazy. Even, even like a six foot tall chicken. <sighs> that's it, like that's like yeah. a, a, mo right. a mola uh. or like a an ostrich. There's a Don't three and a half those. foot tall rooster. Uh, three and a half feet. That's yeah. It's the biggest rooster. It's a Brahma, and. Bro, if, if you, if you, if there were I mean, even like four foot tall wild chickens, you'd probably be like. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay backbreaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Shit, man. You better be careful. Yeah. I would hate to run into a four foot tall chicken. That'd be awful. <laughs> oh, especially there if he's got his head like, like this like i've told the story before but i have younger siblings and we used to uh let them into the backyard but then we had to equip them with air horns because there was a a, a mom and her cubs of black bears that used to walk through the yard and that's a problem but i can't imagine sending my like four-year-old sister out to play and then she runs into a four-foot tall rooster that's Dad. way worse <laughs> yeah, well, the, well the rooster yeah, probably yeah. would just like look around roosters are pretty chill unless you're getting too close to the girls but the hens they're ravenous mm-hmm and I was thinking about it because we, when we, when we have sushi on Fridays, the leftover sashimi we throw to the chickens. It's very good for them. And uh, the girls, they go nuts. You throw a piece of salmon in there, and they're just, they're going crazy, and they're fighting, and they're running, and jumping, and chasing each other. And the roosters are watching. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. It's like the the, the hens lay eggs every day, so they're probably insanely hungry nonstop. And the roosters don't, so they're probably just standing there like, I don't know. It's like breastfeeding moms. Mm -hmm. Breastfeeding moms need tons yep. of calories because yeah. they're producing so much milk. That's what I think it is. Yeah. That's right. That mo that motherfucker is a T Rex, dude. He's just inside imagine? out. Somebody just needs to like, <laughs> flip him. Yeah, yeah it's like that. Like them and lizards too. Like, I think they just. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a biologist, but I believe that they split. One went the wrong direction. One went the other direction. Avian well, I, but I bet T Rex tasted like shit because it was so big. So yeah, the, the yeah. muscle like would animals. be really dense. Yeah, exactly. like whale. Yeah. Whale tastes awful. If You've T Rexes whale? were I've even real, before, yeah, mm. it was the worst fucking shit. Really? Ever. Yeah. Yeah, it was like someone, imagine if someone took a piece of beef, flattened it between like a thousand pounds, put it in a, put, put it on a plate with vinegar and left it in the sun for a week. Ugh. I was like, how are they eating this? Was this in Norway? Norway, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't want to eat that. And they're like, you must, you must. And I was like, do we in America, we don't do whale. And they're like, oh no, no, it's fine because it is traditional. And they're like piling right. on their plates. And they're like, and I was like, I should have a taste. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm not, it's, it, it's, it's food. I eat cow. Right. You know what I mean? Like whales are smart. So I don't eat whales. Like, well, the whale's already dead. I'll taste it. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's gross. It's like pickled meat. <laughs> like the Norwegians are known for the extroming, which is like a fat, like a shark that they take and put in this shack and they leave it outside. And I they, think that's Icelandic. It's Icelandic. Oh yeah. yeah. Norway, Iceland, very, very similar. It, it literally uh, ferments over like three or four months. And they take it out and then they eat it and they think it's great. But everyone that, that tries it, that's not Norwegian. They're like, that's no, it is, it is though, because when you're in a place like Iceland and you need certain nutrients, the yeah. bacteria has to grow. Mm -hmm. So like that's, that's why you'll see in a lot of, a lot of these places, they do festering meat, like in, uh, yep. in, in the Arctic circle and stuff, they'll eat like rotten meat because something about the meat itself is not, it doesn't have everything you need, but the bacteria growing on it will grow like a full amino chain or something like that. Mm hmm yeah. So they eat the rotten meat. So then you go to a restaurant, you order off the fermented meat menu. 
That's a wild. Oh, dude, Norway was the worst. Like, you see this no, Norway, the country was awesome. Like, one of the coolest countries I've been to. And, uh, you know, we, we, we investigated the story of the Istal woman. They believe that she oh, was yeah. uh, she was uh, an Israeli, uh, she was Mossad, and she was hunting down and killing Nazis. And then one of the Nazis got the best of her and smothered in a fire or something like that, choking her out and killing her. But anyway, I go to the candy shop. They have salt skulls. You know what a salt skull is? Mm -hmm. Licorice what? pressed into salt. Salt licorice. So it is, uh, it, it's a, a licorice skull, you know, black licorice, and coat the whole thing in salt. Mm -hmm. And they take it and they pop it in their mouth and they eat them. Yeah. And they have bags of them. Yep. It's disgusting. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder if it's because they, they like they're out on sea so long, they have like salt sprayed all over mm. them, and so they're constantly tasting it, so they're like accustomed to it or something. Mm. I do think your taste buds change based on what you eat. I mean, if we're in America and you get tons and tons of sugar, getting mm -hmm. something salty or you know much more savory must be very different. I don't know anyone who likes black licorice, so I was already off the boat. Yeah. I, the salt Anise. doesn't bother me, but. Yeah. The oh, black yeah, licorice right? is the problem. So, you know, you, I'm sure you know um, Vegemite or Marmite, mm -hmm. I'm sure, right? So, like, me and you would probably be being Anglo sphere or whatever. Here we go, guys. Anglo. Yeah, yeah. But you, you don't put, you don't take a whole doll of that and throw it on mm -mm. thing. When people, which many people do, you take a little bit of it out and mm -hmm. put it on buttered toast and then it's great. Yeah. But we are be used to it. But we're used to, we're but like people think it. it works like marmalade or jam where right. you just scoop it on right. and a, a ton. Yeah. I mean, they're I, fun I, and spooky. Look at that candy. I can't believe that's real. When I saw it, I was like, that's not salt. No, I was like, that's got to be sugar. And they're like, no, it's salt. That is, that is salt. Uh, so I, imagine taking a <laughs> teaspoon of salt downstairs, <laughs> pressing it into any kind of food and just eating it. And there's a bag of them. I'm like, won't that kill you? The only thing I would, and this shows you how long I've, the fact that I've grown up in America. I mean, uh, sea salt and caramel chocolates are nice. I mean, having a little bit of the salt with mm. with that, but oh, again, I can't get past the black licorice. What, what are we doing here? I love how it's skulls too, because they're super into like death metal and black metal. <laughs> yeah, skulls. <laughs> yeah, let's not, not not forget the Norwegians were the ones who were burning those like thousand year old churches and stuff just because it was metal. Yeah, and cool. I guess <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's crazy, up. man. Do you think Wild. goth kids all one day go on a pilgrim uh, go on a pilgrimage to Norway to see this stuff? Maybe they I don't, it's, they're not really, it's, it's not the same anymore. No. When I went there, they're like, oh, that was the 90s. <laughs> Norway, Norway was pretty cool, though. It was cool. It was, uh, it was daylight out around midnight. Yeah, the midnight sun. Yeah. I went to Norway as a kid and Creepy. remember the midnight sun, but, you know, always would love to go back as an adult. Yeah, when is that? In summer, I think. I went to, I went to Bergen. Well, it flips. Yeah. Yeah. In summer, it's... Uh, Midnight sun. Yep. Yeah, and then right. in winter, winter, it's always dark. We stayed <laughs> yeah. up really late because we didn't realize what time it was. And my parents came back and were like, what are you doing? It's yeah, I was, in, um, I was in Iceland in uh, for New Year's and it sucked. Like it was really, dark. it was really, really cool to be in Iceland. And they had like this big statue of some guy. I forgot the guy's name. He's like some famous Viking dude or something like that. Mr. Viking. And, and then everyone's celebrating right. and it was fun. But it get, it's like, it's barely day out ever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. It was cool though. Reykjavik. That was fun. Went to the uh, the Blue Springs or whatever. Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon is that what it is. Mm -hmm. Didn't actually go in it though because it was like you need a reservation or some shit. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think it's pretty. This is crazy though. We I was at a burger place in between Reykjavik and Blue Lagoon. And I'm sitting in this place. There's no one in there. It's just me and a friend. And then these two guys come in like we're eating burgers and fries. And then one guy's like, Hey, you're Tim Pool, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck, man?" Whoa. The chances. This is what you get yeah, for having like, a uniform. You have to put on your incognito <laughs> disguise. This years ago. This was this was just after Sweden. Uh, well, yeah, so I did not have big. a big following. I was like, "Yeah, how the fuck do you know what the fuck?" <laughs> That's awesome. Did he see yeah. like your Malmo stuff, or how did he, did he say that or anything? I don't know. Wow. No, he just said, "Oh, I've seen your stuff on YouTube." I was like, "Okay." Well, I guess I'd been at that point working for several years, so you, right. you know, I, I don't know. That's a thing too. It's like. You do a lot of shit over a long period of time. People recognize you for different things. I, I had kids when I was in Berkeley. They were like, yo, it's that dude from Vice. And I was like, oh, well, there like, you Hello, go, fellow youth. It's me from Vice. That's right. I am the guy from Vice. People saw that. There I went to the same um, neighborhoods that you did in Sweden. Oh, yeah? What, how was it? Um, Disturbing. Oh, really? Why would happen? Well, I mean, you went to Rinkeby, right? Yeah, I got traced out. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... Oh, wait, no, no. Wait, yeah, yeah, Rinkeby. Yeah, that's one of those uh, quote unquote uh, no go places. So called no go yeah, yeah, places. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that's in the Stockholm area. Mm. But I also went to Malmo. It's, uh, I used to write about parallel immigrant societies a lot. Got that's me in exactly trouble. That's exactly what a lot. it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. In, in, in Rinkeby, 
It's just all Somali migrants and their children. So they are not part of Sweden in their minds. Sweden obviously is like, it's our territory. But the people, the people there are like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of here. It's like you're in our territory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't view themselves as part of the Swedish government. And it's mostly because Swedish people are super racist. Yeah. They didn't did, inter- did you not experience them? that? Yeah. No. Oh, I, I'm surprised to hear that from you. The, the Swedish, in, in my experience and in my opinion, really actually bend over backwards to be politically correct and, and, and nice. And, and that's the, st- the stereotype of the Swede. Is like yeah, their, right. So somebody who is overly politically correct tends to be racist. So for example... They put all of the poor Somali migrants into Rinkaby and then say, fuck off. We're not racist. Look how many refugees we let in and then shoved into a corner and don't help <laughs> creating parallel immigrant societies. And the, but the more simple example, they do is, help though. The Swedish government spends so much on resettlement schemes. Now, uh, now they're starting to welfare. Now they are when, when I was there several years ago and they began resettling migrants to break, to, to break them apart and allow them to integrate properly into Sweden. Before that, they shuffled them all into corners and then paid money to keep them under the rug and 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 pay to have the problems uh, put uh, swept under the rug. But the other good example is we met a bunch of people who were like, if you don't speak Swedish with a proper Swedish accent, you will be held back in jobs. Mm-hmm. You will be discriminated against in commercial business. They'll make snide comments and giggle about you. If you are not Swedish, you are looked down upon. And so what happens is the the children of these Somali migrants grow up in Sweden, speak Swedish, and are called immigrants. So what do you think that does to a person? They're like, dude, I'm from here. I went to school here. I've never been anywhere else. And they call them an immigrant. The people people in Sweden were referring to 20-year-old Somali men who were born in the country. Uh, They were calling them immigrants. And, and it's just like, holy shit. And it, they were explaining to me that if they go back and visit their grandparents in another country, they're called Swedes. Yeah. yeah. They, they, have, they have no country. They have no community. They have no home. I can relate. I met, I met several people who are like, I, I met an American woman. Check, I moved here from America and I can't get a job because my Swedish is an American accent and they always scoff. Mm-hmm. Super wow. racist. Well, They just pretend like they're not. The idea, when you're talking about uh, people who grew up as immigrants or their first generation in that country, but they grow up in predominantly immigrant communities. When I was, uh, I mentioned this for a show that I had gone to Paris for summer in college. And one of the things that they talked about was this is happens in Paris. You'll get uh, enclaves where people are, you know, from Syria or wherever else. And it's actually what uh, ultimately leads to extremism because people feel as though they are not in any culture. And so therefore they seek out a culture online and are therefore radicalized online. Um, I don't know if that's actually Sweden's fault or any European country's fault, but it is one of the challenges of uh, being predominantly tied to a culture that is not the culture you are being raised in. And I'll clarify for you, Andy. Someone who says, I'm not racist, I'm going to help these poor minorities. It doesn't mean they're not racist. So what, are the, what, what was my experience with people of Sweden? They will bend over backwards to try and prove they're not racist. And then in private, will disparage people of other races. Hmm. Interesting you have that experience. I, I, I just, I, I think Sweden is such a politically correct society that they've, they've done so much to even harm their own nation. Um, Dude, yeah. I had uh, one of the news organizations. When we went to Rinkaby, we get chased out. Long story short, police follow us as we're leaving. I filmed the whole thing. I talked to one journalist who was a good dude. And he was like, the media's lying. Every journalist knows if you go into Rinkaby, you will be attacked. And he's like, I got, I got, he's like, I got punched and someone smashed my camera or something like that. And then he said this publicly in an interview with me. And he's like, yeah, fuck him. I had a call from a journalist who was lying and wrote a fake peace. And I asked them, I was like, they're like, why did you lie about what happened in Rinkaby? And I was like, I filmed it. The video's on YouTube. You can watch it. And they were like, but the police said you lied. And I said, didn't a photographer from your organization get punched in the face by, by one of these people when he went there? And they're like, yes. And they smashed his camera. Yes. And I was like, why are you telling me I'm lying when you're the one claiming it? And they were like, but the police said it's not true. And I was like, you people are such full of fuck. You're full of shit. It's insane. So it, speaking of Scandinavia, uh, in Denmark, they re- uh, lawmakers there have announced that they plan to essentially bring back a bl- to bring a, a blasphemy law because of these ongoing riots that have happened um, involving Muslim communities over 
there's been protests where there has been Burn, book burnings, burning uh, Quran. I mean, Quran burning, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's been lots of violence in both Sweden and in Denmark. And in Denmark, um, is now reconsidering that that freedom of expression protest because it, it, it until right now it currently is still protected, hmm. but um, they've already signaled that um, they're ready to change that just because of the. The instability from um, these violent demonstrations that happen every time, I mean, car burnings, arson attacks. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I dude, I, I, Denmark's awesome, man. I love Denmark. I've been to Denmark way too many times. Been to Christianity, Christiania several times. It's so weird. I don't even know. How, I, I kept ending up in this place. Just you end up in Denmark for some reason. Denmark's. Um, uh, approach to Im immigration is the 180 of sweden by the way integrate yes but like through much uh more uh i would say intensive measures mm. can, you, can you elaborate or? yeah so uh so a lot of um migrant families will depend on social welfare right and one thing a few years ago that the Danish government did is, okay, if you want access to welfare, let's say the, the mother is not working or um, the family needs additional um, social benefits, um, you have to put your child into the state's um, preschool programs, which mm. teaches, uh, right. you know, like... Um, the language. Pa patriotism, the language... And it's about integration and yeah, it, exactly. you know, specifically it's targeting these migrant communities and it upset a lot of them because um, these communities exist in a way with a separate parallel identity from the wider society. Right. Um, uh, and the, in, in Denmark, it was the center left uh, um, party who was really able to pull the rug under from like um, populist parties by embracing um uh st stricter immigration policies hmm. okay. so like whereas in sweden you know you you have now a coalition government that involves the Swe sweden democrats which is a, a right-wing populist party that is anti-immigration in denmark the the center-left party said we're we're gonna plat we're, we're gonna run on this platform but from the center-left and they've wow. done very well in government wow. i found it Burger restaurant. If you're in Denmark, go to It's Burger right outside of Christiania. Fucking amazing. <laughs> Man, this conversation has made me realize I need to get out of the country more. Yeah. I only just got my passport in March. Hell yeah. Yeah. I went to Cabo. <laughs> Cabo's cool. I've yeah. not been to Cabo, but I've heard a lot about the jet skis and such, I'm sure. Yeah. But people. no, I, I got to expand my cultural <laughs> yeah. palette. Yeah. Well, I think especially. Outside of the door. Go there. Go, and like being from California, it's harder to get to Europe. I mean, if you, if you're, I, I felt like I was really privileged growing up on the East Coast and having European ancestors or like family in England, we went, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily easy. America's such a huge country. We forget that traveling outside of it is, can be really challenging. First time I left the country was when I was 25. I went to Canada. I don't know if Canada actually counts though. Because Canada is basically like American I'll give it junior. to you. If I'm counting Mexico, you can count Canada. <laughs> but then it was, uh, I was 26. I went to Spain. And then after that, it was fucking nuts. Because then I started working for Vice and I basically mm -hmm. just went everywhere. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Went to Turkey. Went to every country in Europe, basically. Not really, but a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Went to Korea. Japan. I've been in Japan twice, I think. 
How's Japan? I've always wanted Fucking to go. Fucking amazing. I love Japan. Maybe that's your first international I went not to, Mexico trip. Right. Yo, go to a real Japanese karaoke bar. And <laughs> it sounds I sang, like so much fun. I sang, uh, uh, what's that Aladdin song? Arabian Nights. Show you the world. That yeah, one. that one. Yeah. Part I, of, yeah, yeah. Not Shining part of your world. That's Little Mermaid. A whole new world. A whole new, a whole new world. world. That's right. That's I right. sang that with our Japanese fixer. <laughs> and I was Aladdin and she was Jasmine and she was like really old. <laughs> Bro, epic memories. We went to Fukushima and sad, she died of cancer, man. Uh -huh. wow. Yeah, because uh, when we would go in, wow. me and Luke, we wore suits. And the point is to keep the radioactive shit off of you. Mm. Yo. Wow. Inside Fukushima in the red zone, when it was all destroyed and everything it was crazy. And we went to this guy's house and you could see like the calendar and the clocks were all frozen from when the earthquake happened. And she went in and she's like, oh, I'm old, I'm fine. Old people are really unlikely to get cancer because cellular division is minimal at that age. Mm. And I think she was like in her late 50s or 60s. And a couple of years later, she died. Yeah. yeah. So and sad. so Luke was like, I'm kind of scared. And he's like, maybe I should go to the doctor. And I'm like, I don't know. my health is good. It's not, it was really stupid to go. Like, how old was I? Like 30? What year was it? 20? Oh, shit. This was 2015? 2014, maybe. Fuck, it was 2014, I think. Damn. That was nine years ago. Shit. Yeah. We should go to callers. Yeah, we should. I thought you were gonna say we should go to Japan. But yeah, yeah no. Get your, get your passport, man. Uh, I, I I've only been to I think like thirty five or th maybe thirty eight different countries. Well, so it's like it's it's pretty. I think it's pretty good. There's like what one hundred and eighty, one hundred ninety or something like that. One hundred ninety two. Mm -hmm. Wait till Tim Cast goes live international. El so Salvador. Has a heart attack. All right, I love Spain. Spain's my favorite. Madrid is the best. Let us. I all these names so long. Adam. Uh, Adam Sechi. Adam. Adam Sessi, uh, not sure. Spelled you are live. How do you, how do I pronounce your username? Adam Cece. Adam Cece. Adam works All right. Fine. Okay. What's up, Adam? How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having your uh, Canadian friend back. Thanks for thanks for having me back, guys. Of course. What up? Hey, All right. So my question is, what wisdom can you give to young adults interested in amateur or professional journalism, considering this era of credentialism in the professional space? Oh, uh, if I may, I, I would love to answer that question. Please, please do. Thank, thank you for uh, the question, first of all. Um, I would say, okay, a few things. One, um, pick a beat or related beats and get good at it. You, If you want to become professional in your career, you want to be in, become an expert in some type of area, um, just think of the people that we, all of us, um, are familiar with, you know, like if you think of Chris Rufo, you think of CRT in the work he's done. Um, you know, and this can even go on like in just the social media realm, libs of TikTok, that's about those CRT and trans videos on social media that's aimed at, at kids. That's her beat. Um, and so on and so forth. So there's that. Um, and I would say um, get good at uh, focus on developing the reporting skills. What I see some, some, sometimes with new and amateur journalists is that they, they want to get right into the world of commentary and opinion writing because, you know, they they see the people they like on YouTube or the columns they read from writers they like. But when you, if you're a young person, I assume you are, really the public is, I think, in terms of in the print world, they're, they're not going to be so interested in the opinions of an 18 or 19 year old. You just have not had enough life experience. But if you become good at reporting, you can imp incorporate those skills into a commentary later on. I mean, the best opinion pieces we read in, in newspapers or magazines, whatever, are ones that, yes, give an opinion, but is also able to give out new original information. So those are the, the, the things I would say focus on um, for new journalists. I think a good example of this is like, people on Twitter who quote themselves. Mm -hmm. You ever see that? Yeah. They'll like say something, but put in quotes and then like act like it's not them who sang a thing they said and then trying to act like it was important. It's so weird. Yeah. I think that's funny though. Are you talking about how like when journalists do interviews and instead of attributing mm -hmm. a quote no, no, to no. themselves, okay. I'm saying that someone will go on Twitter and write, it is best that war is won than victory savored by the enemy. And they'll put it in quotes and act like it's a famous oh. quote from somebody, but it's just something they said. Oh. My point is that people desperately want their opinions to be validated without okay. doing anything to actually have a, an opinion worth validating or, or worth being valid. So 
I agree. And that's why you see a lot of these trends, uh, these track uh, career tracks for a lot of uh, opinion people who are they, they did journalism in the past. They mm. did some kind of journalism and then later started hosting a show, became an anchor or a commentator. Yeah, I love the advice, you know, to focus on a beat, because I do think that that building of, of deep and uh, intensive knowledge on a certain subject really makes you uh, probably a better reporter because you're able to start really picking out details other people would miss um, and it does in some ways make you an expert i think the desire to share your opinion is totally honorable i understand that but probably being able to share your expertise would be even better here's the easiest way you want to be you want to be a journalist you want to build a career you want to be big and famous it is simple take your phone go somewhere tweet about it there you go and uh, i knew that answer was coming from tim Oh, yeah, because a couple things will happen from it. One, you will tweet things and you are dumb as a box of rocks, but people are going to share the images and videos you post because it's showing relevant context if you go to an event where something relevant happens. Or you are really smart and you do it, and then people start asking you more about what's going on. You produce threads, you appear on shows, people ask you, hey, you were there, what happened? So I remember I was covering these riots. The Young Turks had me on several, a couple times, twice. You start getting invited places because you put out a video. You say something like video shows activist punch cop. There you go. It's going to get shared by people who are interested in it. And they're going to come. They're going to hit you and be like, hey, can you comment on this? Like what happened? What else did you see? And now you're a guest on someone's show. So for me, I got a bunch of attention after Milwaukee because I announced to my very small uh, fan base at the time, 20,000 followers on YouTube. That because the, the people there were saying outright they were targeting white people, if you are not black, if you are perceivably white in any way, they are threatening you with violence. And they threatened me. And I was like, it's not worth it. I'm out. Then, of course, I think like Dave Rubin hit me up. Tommy Loren hit me up. And they're like, would you comment on this and talk about it? And I'm like, yeah, here's what happened. And uh, I was covering a Trump rally. I worked for Fusion at the time. And some guy got hit in the back of the head with a bag of, we believe it was rocks. And then Fox News asked me to come on. And it was funny because Fusion was like, yeah, do it. We're super excited. And then all of their millennial woke employees got really mad that I did. But, you know, whatever. The fact is, seriously, I mean, go somewhere. Film. Look at Ilad. He filmed that We're Coming for Your Children thing. Yeah. That thing's got like 100 million views, a ridiculous amount. Yeah. You know, got that's the, it, man. That's the secret. I hope that uh, do journalism. Go gave places. you some answers there, my friend. That was wonderful, especially in light of the... Uh, Scandal on our parliamentary floor. Oh boy! Oh yeah. More active yep. and honest oh, yeah. journalists. Yeah. Right Thank on, you, everybody. Man. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Cheers, friend. Of course. Cheers. Oh, right. Oh, I cut him off. Sorry about that, brother. Uh, let's talk to. Uh, I was trying to get this. This name was sweet. Flair the Hatebound. I believe we've spoken to you before. How are you today, Flair the Hatebound? Uh, hi guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, my question is for the crew. Anyone wants to answer? Um, so do you believe that this sudden action taken by Burger King to remove ad revenue from Rumble is just an attempt to show how much power companies have over with us uh, regarding ads? Or is it just um, just a random move they made? Well, it, I, I, or well, and then the second part of that, if you don't mind, will their move against Rumble and Russell be random and nothing or and just help Russell? Or do you think this will just start a chain reaction of more it's, and more companies? It's not a power doing? flex. It is stripping of resources. They want uh, they they want to strip the influence from people who challenge the narrative. So big advertisers, probably who are aligned, it, there, there could be some like 35 year old woke woman who works at Burger King who goes, oh, no, we shouldn't do Rumble. And that's it. End of story. I talked about this. Um, who was I talking to in the culture war? We were talking about Bud Light. And I was like, before it came out, I said, I bet it's some when 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 the Bud Light thing first happened, I was like, I bet it's some millennial kid who came in, doesn't know, doesn't care. And then turned out it was some like millennial woman who was like, you know, we're going to do this trans thing. So uh, it's not random. It has a purpose. It is someone who is angry and wants to hurt Rumble, but it won't matter. They will keep doing it. But Rumble is building a structure, a, a system to be resilient to this. You don't need uh, Burger King. Here's a secret. The overwhelming majority of acting jobs are not blockbusters. 
And people don't know this. They assume that if you're going to be an actor, it's like, oh, like, are you in a movie or a TV show? No. You could be in a small indie film with a budget of $50,000. And I know, uh, so especially living out of LA, like I knew a ton of people who were doing acting and it's like, but you know, if you live in LA, that acting could just be like, uh, it could be a film with a $5,000 budget and you get hired and like, we'll pay you 500 bucks for the day. You're an actor. You're doing an acting job. Mm-hmm. The assumption that you need big advertisers is wrong. There is a, uh, for, for YouTube, in fact, the bulk of advertising is like small restaurants and things like this. This is why when COVID lockdown happened, the COVID lockdowns happened, everybody lost massive amounts of money because I'm getting like five cents from every local diner every day or something. To them, it's meaningless. They go on YouTube and they say, run my videos to promote the diner to only people who live in this area. Things like that. Someone in that area is watching a Timcast video and then a commercial for the diner pops up. It's like, hey, come on down. Burgers are on sale. One ninety nine. And then they go, oh, yeah, you know, I think I will go down. I get a couple cents or whatever off of that ad deal. I never even heard of that company. So Rumble probably could give two shits about Burger King. Rumble wants, they want mass volume from small business that do micro marketing on on the scale of like 500 bucks a month in terms of general marketing to their neighborhoods. That's the money. That's where it's at. So fuck them. Fuck these assholes. Rumble's going to win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Anyone else? Do you not think that these these businesses cower more not because of a wider conspiracy, but simply because they they get immediate? I mean, what I've seen often is, and the postmoney has experienced this, like some journalists, and they don't even have to be from a particularly big publication, but nevertheless, sends a media inquiry uh, and asks them, you know, why um, wh- why are you advertising on a platform that platforms a person who's been accused of? xyz and then just in fear they they then make a a a rash decision to to pull their business oh that happens too for sure but for a lot of this stuff like bud light was just some millennial moron who made a bad decision so i think in the terms in terms of burger king i i assume it's the lady from the uk saying you know your your funding is going to rapists and they were like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about just we spend like a hundred bucks here fuck them you know what I mean? Like when they say Burger King pulled their ads, what? Did, did, what, what was what was the market cap that Burger King or what, what was the market spend for Burger King on Rumble? I don't think it was substantial. So it's probably negligible to everybody. It just sounds bad in the press. Like here, here's what I'm going to do. You know what I'm going to do? From now on, I am I am going to start advertising on the Young Turks. That would be sick. <laughs> I'm going to spend $1 per month yeah. to run an ad on the Young Turks. And then as soon as, as soon as, as soon as they say anything, I'm going to be like, oh, oh, we're pulling our ads. Oh my God. I can't believe they would say something so racist. And then, you know, then we'll get all of our friends like the Post Mail to write, to report Timcast Media pulls all advertising from Young Turks over sexist, sexist, ra- racist remarks. And here's the best thing. It's all opinion. So here's, here's what I can do. Not to, not to brag on the Young Turks, but. You know, I could buy an ad for a dollar and then Gent could say something that I personally, here's what I do. Gent could say, look, you know, poodles are good dogs. I like poodles. They're well, they're well trained. That's why I got a golden, uh, a golden doodle. Mm -hmm. They're the best. Golden doodle. That sounds like golden dawn. And then what I do is I say, Timcast rejects the innuendo and dog whistling of the Young Turks wholeheartedly. We do not intend to provide funding to those who would make such disgusting remarks. Timcast rejects Nazism in all its forms. And anyone who would make comments about having sex with animals does not deserve any money from us. Now, did he say he would do any? Did he say he was a Nazi? No. Did he say that he would bang animals? No. The implication this, this, this is a trick they actually do. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep the young turks out of it. I, seriously, what they'll do is Andy could say something like, I'm not a big fan of Red Bull. And they'll say a, a recent statement by Andy No that sh- shocked us to our core. And they're referring, of course, to saying he doesn't like Red Bull. They will then say as a total non sequitur, we will not provide any advertising dollars to dollars to Nazis or those who support Nazis. Well, that statement has nothing to do with what Andy said. But the average person will make the assumption the shocking thing that was said was support of Nazism. That's the trick they do. Mm. So, you know, 
Here's what I'll do. I'll, 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 I'll we'll, we'll have Casper advertise on Young Turks. That'd be so funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> really, statement being like, we don't support communists, overt communists, and people who call for genocide. Therefore, <laughs> we have announced that we'll be making several business decisions which will affect advertising sales in the future. Stop. Paragraph over, story over. In light of recent statements made by Jenk Uger, we are pulling ads from his platform. You see how they're not related statements? Yeah. <laughs> but the assumption yeah. is... Yeah, anyway. There yeah, you go. That, that's an interesting answer. How do you uh, how do you feel about that, my friend? Uh, Flayer, the hate bound. I just say oh, I mean, your points are good. And thanks for answering the best of your ability. Because I saw that today at work and I was just like, yeah. it's so random. It has nothing to do with Burger King. I don't understand. Let's say they they got some DEI person in the background going, hey, you might want to do something about this. Yeah, totally. DIE, as I always say. Yeah, D. Word. Why not, man? Thanks Flair. for calling in. Yeah, and don't uh, forget to join Discord for the After After Show. Yeah, definitely. All right, I'll, I'll do it one day. Like, maybe. We'll see. I'm getting. I'm warming up to the idea. Anyways, right, next cheers, time. Right. Uh, I, I am user. Again. Yeah, I am user. The only one's name that I could read on this. What up? How are you? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh-oh. There it is. Hello? Yes. Hey. Fantastic. You there? Water, guy. There you are. Hey guys, um, thanks for uh, taking my call. I'm really happy to think that you're going to win, or uh, that uh, Rumble's going to win, Tim. Um, but I, I'm curious: Are you going to help Rumble win? Are you going to let your awesome listeners um, put their money where the parallel economy is and support you on Rumble, like maybe a day a week? Um, we put all so of we our can shows show them on that we're tired of YouTube. All of our content is on Rumble. It is all of it live live the the uh, only thing we don't have on rumble is the live show mm -hmm. yeah that's the first place i look for you tonight just saying i'm tired of youtube i don't want to give 30 percent to the beast I, I i hear that i hear that but it's like saying uh you know my view is i'm tired of fighting this battle on you know on the beaches of normandy i'm i'm tired of of being here and consuming german food well you have to be there like we are trying to win control of the platform. Granted, we want Rumble to take over and win. But in the meantime, we want people who are on YouTube to still be able to have access to 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 Rumble. The one thing I don't want is to be like, we want to be an echo chamber show. No, no, we want to be an invasive show. I want to be able to uh, uh, like we want to take over the mainstream, force these people out. And for the time being, in order to get access to the younger generation, YouTube is the best means of doing it. Rumble's a better place for full shows, which is why I believe it is very likely going to be the case that our Miami show is going to be TimCast members only. Uh, and then we're going to upload all the clips and everything like normal. But we, we can't do it on YouTube. So they're, they're, like we could theoretically just do it on Rumble, but that I still kind of think doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't do enough. I don't know. The general idea is we do this full show as a TimCast.com members only thing, which supports TimCast.com. And then we take it off YouTube because YouTube is too censorious for the conversation that we need to have in person with all these people. But uh, I, I really I really don't see like we have uh, uh, the full show is available on all podcast platforms right after we, we wrap the show. And then we even give away one of the members only for free uh, every Sunday as the Sunday mm -hmm. Uncensored bonus because we're trying to advertise like, hey, come hang out, and, you know, do these things. So we should probably put a commercial on that. But uh, the purpose of the live show is basically just to be the biggest the biggest live show on YouTube for the time slot. I think we may be the biggest daily, I guess you can call it nightly, but every day we average the biggest audience. 
there is no logical reason to walk away from that that control in the space. Even if we're being surrounded and beaten down and threatened, it's like if we're holding this bridge and we can tell people to go to Rumble and we can defend Rumble and we can have Alex Jones on the air, why would we be like abandon ship, go to Rumble and sit with the refugees? You know? Yeah, true. But we put Jeez, all of uh, our clubs there. Yeah, all, all, the, all the clips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, maybe, well, maybe one day. Um, the other thing, though, is uh, honestly, X may like a lot of people discount X right now, say. and and yeah. that's why I tweeted. You know, this ad deal that uh, we make more money on X from me tweeting bullshit than we do with all of the clips I get on Rumble, and I love Rumble. They just need to get to that point where they're doing more ad sales and they're working out better means of generating revenue. The thing for Rumble is that one of the core uh, business models they have is membership. But we do TimCast.com. We're, we're, we're building beyond just a single channel. And so for Rumble, a lot of what they do is they go to a creator and say, hey, we'll pay you X to do your show here. That's great. Their show builds, builds members. The members pay to get exclusive content and things like that through locals. Or I think they're just calling it Rumble now. And then like that, that's really great. But not if you're running a big company with like 40 employees and trying to do multiple shows. Mm -hmm. We're trying to build a media house, not be members of a different platform. So, mm, yeah. you know, it is what it is. No, I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Andy, Tim, I've been following you guys forever. Uh, thanks for risking yourselves to get the story out there. It's way cooler than anything Anderson Cooper's ever done. <laughs> Thank you. Right on. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. All right. Cheers, friend. Uh, and this one was uh, another one. J Turbo 25. J Turbo. Cool names, guys. Uh, <laughs> you're with us. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, everybody? How's it going? Oh, I think I good ate too to much see you back, Serge. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. It's good to be back. I appreciate I'm that. I'm going to eat this whole bag by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my question is basically for everybody. Uh, it's mainly about journalism, but obviously everybody can key in. Um, so I'm Hispanic. I'm Latino. I'm Dominican, to be more specific. And been spending time at my parents' house lately after I lost my job. And my mom obviously watches... Um, spanish news or hispanic news and i've noticed it's very left-wing biased and it's probably something i never noticed when i was younger but now that i'm older and a lot more politically politically involved i've noticed it so my main question is just being that um seeing as hispanics as the biggest minority and a massively growing voter block do you think this has a lot to do with why we are voting democrats so heavily even though we lean so conservative with our values especially yep. leaning towards the family yep because conservatives don't do spanish language media you know yeah. uh, when i worked for fusion it's univision i'm in the univision building all democrat and i'm like are, are republicans creating like you know teleconservato or something they're not <laughs> what a good name though uh, hey i just thought of it right now you know i think um growing up with the black family uh it was kind of the same in that the tv was always on msnbc maybe sometimes cnn but unfortunately i don't think the republicans do a good job at actually engaging with these communities they're not uh opening offices in majority black districts districts they're just kind of writing it off as oh well we'll never win and that's a losing strategy uh but the the media definitely does have a big hold on things my grandparents i love them we beef almost every day over donald trump and it's just because they won't watch anything other than rachel maddow every night or mm -hmm. like meet the press and and these things and they're only getting their information from one source and i can't really blame them because they're old and they've always trusted the tv they don't have uh the luxury of being able to freely navigate through the internet and figuring out um figuring out what to believe on them own on their own they've only listened to the tv for decades so it's tough but i think it's just going to take having conversations and republicans not being so afraid to go into these communities and present themselves and even not being afraid to lose because it's going to happen but eventually if you keep at it the tide might turn yeah. yeah, I feel like you're right. I feel like sometimes conservative media is waiting for people to wake up and then come to them rather than finding ways to connect with people in the spaces that they already consume media. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think also that Republicans don't think that there's anyone in those communities that would have any 
viewpoints that would match with the Republican Party, but it's just not true, I think. Or it's just right. like lost ga- ground. Or that they'll yeah. find the one and then they just parade around the one person. They're yeah. like, we've done our job here. See you later. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. anything to add to that? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I know one thing, uh, thinking back, because I remember seeing it a while ago, but I remember the Republicans used to cater at least towards Hispanics because I remember, like, I was extremely young, but during the 2000... Um, convention you know when george w good old w was representing texas he invited like a lot of high profile mexicans there and like everybody was loving and cheering them and they were performing and all kinds of things so i know i know the republicans have had it in them in the past so it's just weird it's like you said it feels like they almost gave up but the democrats kept going so unfortunately they're kind of taking a hold of just the minority community in general and it's kind of like us independents that are trying to pull a, pull them all out and pull us back like i had to point out to my mom today watching and i was like i told my mom cause she's very peace and loving i was like mom you know nikki haley's a warmonger and she's like what <laughs> and i'm like yeah she's like shocked because they're not going to tell her that obviously yep, right so, they want you to forget yeah. about war they want you to worry about nothing but domestic issues so if we were to go on Timcast and probably just talk about like whatever the Young Turks said, we argue about, we're good. But as soon as we start saying, giving real reasons about war and Burisma and all this stuff, that's a real risk to the machine they hate. Yeah. Uh, Andy? I, I think um, with there aren't that many um, Spanish language um television networks available in the u.s but it's from my understanding that from their inception they weren't they were not as partisan as they are today and this is just the um you know with time these institutions institutions become left-wing and Mm, to 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 take them back to the center is very difficult they, they get infiltrated and the right needs to counter yeah, but I, I mean, you know, the type of work it would take to build up now a alter- conservative alternative is significant and huge. No, no. Have you seen that video that's going viral of the guy who made the AI language translator? It films a video of you, translates, it renders, turns all of your speech into any language and even lip syncs. Wow. So oh, I actually, saw that. Yep. I think they translated like Trump to German or something. Bro, as soon as that app comes out, all of my videos are going to be in every language. Nice. Oh, that's so smart. If it works. Yeah. Right? Because for, for all you know, it translates wrong and I say something like, and then I'm going to eat the moon cheese and throw it at a dog. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like, uh, we'll have like that uh, international reach like Mr. Beast, you know? Yeah, Just start yeah. making, well, let's do a podcast where nobody talks and it's all gag humor because that's the international audience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, it was getting late. Did you want to wrap up? It was, I, I, I cut you off. That's, that's oh, okay. Uh, well, then, good sir. Was that uh, good? Yeah, that was very sufficient. You know, we covered it all. And, you know, I just want a few follow-ups, simple, you know, plug the Discord, you know, got the after-after shows, what I like to jokingly call it, like, because we have so many, like, after shows now. Um, oh, I know. So oh, if anybody you know we got the events tab there's like five or six events coming up oh cool if people if people want to join in you could just set notification and it'll notify you later about when it's coming up because like i said we have so many events coming up soon we we are we are setting up the coffee shop it is coming the second floor is going to be the physical club cool it is going to be epic but you have to come out to west virginia to hang out there but this is the plan this is the idea so the, the Tim Pool, the, the TimCast.com members club, private. You can come in. You got to be a member. That's the plan, man. It's going to have like a pool table. I want there to be a poker table. But then we'll have like, we want to do like sell skate gear, have drinks and stuff. We could basically do whatever because it's a private club. But that's coming, man. So all this, all this awesome shit y'all are doing in the Discord is fantastic. It's going to be very, very cool when we have the physical space. And then people can actually hang out. And we can even have like room for activities, man. But anyway, dude, uh, yeah, we'll sh- we'll try and figure out better ways to promote the Discord for everything that it is as part of the membership. So I, I do appreciate all the stuff that you guys are doing, and uh, thanks for thanks for calling in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks. Uh, good hearing from you guys today. Um, you know, Patriot J, Andy No, obviously Tim, 
Oh, good to see you back again, Serge. And just uh, one one little proposal for Hannah Claire. Okay. You being a you being a Whalers fan, and uh, seeing as they're based out of my home state of Carolina now, you want to go to a game with me? Uh, well, I can't accept any invitations unless they're screened by my dad, and there's like an exchange of goats <laughs> and like see, property. I'm working, I'm working on how the many goat. goats. I'm working on the goat. Now you know, I'm not supposed good, to know. Nice girls don't know how many goats they're worth. <laughs> Yeah, I need to find a good goat because I know a few. I know a few goat herders, so kinda, uh, you're not going to stall funny. me there. Oh, uh, man. Thanks for calling in, dude. Yep, yep. Right. Thank you, thank you. Take care. Cheers, man. Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure having both of you here on the show. Good to see you both, and uh, thanks for hanging out. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's an honor to sit here. Yeah, right on. Thanks thank for coming, Andy. We'll see. Like, come anytime. Thank you. And Tim. for everybody who is a member. Uh, you guys rock. Seriously, thank you so much. We are working with Chef Andrew Gruel to get the ball rolling on not just Casper number one, but creating the process by which we have all of the Caspers opened up. So he's teaching us about the basics of franchising and how we can get to that point and helping us build it. So we're hopefully going to be very, very soon set up so that anybody who wants to open one, we can start working with. But nothing, nothing for now. We have to like file paperwork and stuff. So it's going to be epic. And then we're going to have these, uh, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out, but I'm hoping we can have these cool hangouts everywhere. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see y'all tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.